What is this wanting thing? I don't understand it. And I had flashbacks to my French teacher. Oh, Because if I became a millionaire, I think I would just be a sloth. We're saying this is a cage that needs to be heard. Hi, I'm Laura. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Kim. This is Nikki. And I'm Louise. Hi, and welcome to the Best Parts Podcast, where we invite you to pull up a chair and think about your best parts, which are all your parts. Hello, everybody. This is Nikki. And on behalf of Louise, Lara, Sarah, and Kim, we're so glad you're pulling up a chair and joining us for another episode of the Best Parts Podcast. We've all had some time to think about all the things we had planned over the last year that we've had to give up. But what I want to know right now is what are you not doing that you could be doing? What are the things on your wish list, your want list, your someday list that you could actually be doing right now? Lately, I've really been thinking about the things I want to try. Some of them might be a bit surprising, like I've always wanted to learn how to skateboard. And now that I'm older, I worry about broken bones more than I would have when I was 20. And some of the things like learning how to play Dungeons and Dragons, it's time to just freaking do it. There are things that I'm leaning into that I've always been curious about. And I'm wondering, my beautiful, brilliant superstars, what the fuck are you not doing that you could be doing? And why the fuck not? Having an affair with pink. (laughs) Sleeping. (laughs) I like what I said. What are you not doing that you could be doing? And Sarah's like, pink. Pink. I could be doing her. I know it. I tried to be more PC and say having an affair, like a love affair with pink. That is what I am not doing. But let's go on to Kim. Sleeping. Sleeping. Well, just right now. I'm just tired. That's all. I mean, it was funny because as you were talking about that, I was like, sleep. Sleep would be awesome right now. What am I not doing that I want to do? A lot of things that I did when I was younger, like Dungeons and Dragons. En français. Learning French is another one on the list or relearning French. French. I spoke French through my freshman and or sophomore year in college. And then I just dropped it. I'd like to revisit. I wish you guys could see their faces because every time they do en français, they're like, you did it too, Laura. You have to. It's like required when you say it that way. En français. And I had flashbacks to my French teacher. Whenever somebody would say something in English, it was very forceful and very active. I'd like to learn French because my child speaks French. So if I could secretly learn French and then know what he's talking about to his friends, oh, that would be so awesome. No, he thinks he... it's a secret language. <laughs> he grow up speaking spy it on us. since you're in Canada. He goes to uh, French school. So he learns French at school and speaks it very fluently now wow. that he's in his teens. Back to Nikki's question. So there's things that I would like to be doing that I can't do because of where we are in the world right now. Probably. Why? Pandemic? What, what could you be Oh, doing? I'm just saying. Yeah. What I don't could know what you're doing though. What are things that you want to do that you could be doing? I don't know. Oh, I should be doing strength training. I have a part that really thinks I should, should be doing. Yeah, should. I yeah, should. I know I said want shitting. to though. I didn't, didn't say want to. Okay, never mind. We'll stop shitting. All right. I was I was thinking about this. <laughs> want? What's this wanting thing? What is this wanting thing? I don't understand it. Laura, you looked disgusted. You were like, want to? <laughs> <laughs> Sarah's got her hand on her forehead like it's hurting just to why think this about wanting. I know why this, this is a very stressful, stressful topic. Why did you do this to us today? All right. So this is going to sound, I don't know, fill in the blank for whatever word it, it's going to sound like. I'm doing everything I want to do. And does that sound cocky? That's the word cocky. I'm trying not to want, if I want to do something, I just go 
do it. So I feel like I got to go deeper, right? I want to publish a book and I've been thinking about it for years. And guess what? June 15th, my book is coming out on amazon.com. That's the stuff is when I think so much about wanting to do something, I just go do it. When you say that, what do you want to be doing that you're not doing? Well, I want to be retired and a millionaire and not have to work, but then I'm like, no, but I like working working towards that then. But, and how are you working towards that then? But I kind of, but then I go backwards though. And I'm like, no, I really like working. So I don't think I would want that. Cause if I became a millionaire, I think I would just be a sloth. And I think you keep working if you became a millionaire, Sarah, just knowing you. It sounds like what you want is the freedom to do what you want. And I don't think there's anything wrong with actually doing what you want. I feel in many ways I'm doing that as well. It took me a long time to get here. I don't think that sounds cocky at all. I think that's something to be celebrated. I shall celebrate. It, it sounds cocky to people who aren't in that space. It sounds cocky to people who are afraid of that space. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a it's a journey. We grow up not getting to do what we want. We end up doing right? what we should. Well, we and being told we're what we should, or we're told what to do we're by selfish, our parents. Like Kim or, said, yeah, yeah, or we're told we're selfish if when we do what we want, or so. dumb, or weird, or stupid. You, girls yes. can't play Dungeons and Dragons, and then I meet Kim, who's like, I played it, and everybody wanted to hang with me, and I, now I'm mad at myself. I didn't have the guts to say, screw you. I'm gonna just learn. Ah, uh, I play didn't it. have the guts. Yeah, yeah. there's a, a lot of fear that goes on. I'm finding myself right now is this edge state this idea of really what is fear when I say that I'm scared to do something because it comes up fear comes up it's every there for day a it's and it's there for a reason in my perfectionism my self-sabotage whatever that is for us we fear comes up I talk about fear with my clients there it's a tiger behind a bush well hello there's no tiger. Not every bush has a tiger. Not every bush <laughs> has a tiger. At the end of an umbrella or a frog. Or that or, or frogs. Or a or... balloons. It's a room full of balloons <laughs> that might pop, but you don't know if they're going to pop. Or it's a That's bunch of frogs something. If you don't know what we're talking about, go back to episode something or other. <laughs> <laughs> One of those previous episodes, we talked about our fears. Rational and irrational fears. Yeah. And I think maybe it was from that episode that it kind of started this spark in me around facing that fear to say, is this a real fear? What is it? And worst case scenarioing or whatever it is that I need to do to play that out. At the end of the day, am I going to die if I do this? Nikki skateboarding, there might be some action fear around that for you could you not? but that's now you're into a whole other realm of risk analysis i guess well that's like a physical safety fear you know keeping yourself actually safe is one of those fears that you need to consider and mitigate sarah if you think about making a million dollars like what's what's stopping you what's the fear around that figure out how to do it and do it really if that's what you want to do People do it all the time. Well, I'm a college golf coach, not a college football coach. So there's the reason I'm not making a million dollars. <laughs> You're also a coach and an author and a podcaster and a social media yeah. supreme awesome overlord. I don't know. I lost the train supreme there again. Wow. Awesome supreme overlord. Wow. You love some I'm social media. i that in my signature. I was going to say that goes in an email signature. Done. But really figuring out what holds us back. I'm now asking myself, okay, so is this really, is this really going to kill me? (laughs) I'm saying that every day. Are there really warthogs that are going to attack you? Yeah, but that's that's where we, I think where we trip up ourselves is this imagined fear gets in the way of, and we think it's actual, it's actually going to hurt us and it keeps us safe. When we're doing what we want to do, aren't we safe? Why is your voice so quiet? 
I'm still stuck on the shoulds. I can't think of anything except all the shoulds. I really need to work on that. I need a coach. Do you guys know anybody? <laughs> um, let me think. Laura, I was just thinking that exact sentiment that I think the things that stop me from wanting are the fact that I have things I think I should be doing instead. I think that's where I get tripped up. Oh, yeah. No, seriously. I mean, I think that's interesting. And I, I don't, if two of us of five are having that thought, I'm pretty sure there's some of our listeners that are as well. And so I'm really grateful you asked this question because it never had really dawned on me to think about, because yeah, all the, the things that popped to mind were shoulds. I should be doing strength training. I should be cleaning out this guest room that I'm living in for a couple of days while I don't feel well. I should be writing. I should be blah, blah, blah. But what is it I want to do? Those you had a very physical reaction too. When I said, no, Lara, I didn't say should. I said want. It was apparent that it what? 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 <laughs> it was big. It was a big, yeah, it was a big visceral reaction. What do I want? If I ask you that, Laura, you have 10 seconds to answer this question. What do you want, Laura? Ten. I have no idea, apparently. I told you guys this back in December, though. I was realizing that what I thought I wanted, I was getting nebulous. And so it was more nebulous than it used to be. So I guess I'm still in the picking it out phase. Well, what if we say another way? What sounds fun? Sleep. Back That's to okay. Totally Back to fair. Kim. Totally, totally fair. Naps can be fun. They can feel decadent and fun and exciting and decadent. necessary if you're not feeling well because your body's trying to get healed. <laughs> But you know, I, you know, something you guys said earlier, I want to circle back to is it is almost 9am Central Standard Time, and we're recording a podcast right now. So a lot of us are in that place that we do have some flexibility with our schedule. I'm probably going to stay in bed today because I don't feel good. And I'm grateful that I have the kind of flexibility that allows me to do that. I'm wondering if I have some limiting beliefs around don't rock the boat, you already have this level of privilege. What makes you think you can want more? And and what I'm thinking is, is I also twigged or had a reaction when Louise said, can you be a millionaire? Why can't you be a millionaire, Sarah? Lots of people do it. And I was like, oh, that's too big. So I feel like I've got some limiting beliefs going on and also suffering some guilt for having more flexibility than a lot of people. Because, you know, Sarah also mentioned I'm cocky. I, am I being cocky? Because I, if I want it, I do it. So I'm wondering if I've got some, you guys are going to have to send me the bill for all this fabulous <laughs> But I'm wondering if I've got like limiting beliefs and some guilt around what I do have. Well, and I love a good analogy. I know we've talked about containers. It sounds like you're putting lids on your containers instead of letting them expand and continue to get filled up. It's like, nope, that's as much as that can have. That's as much as my bank account can have. That's as much freedom I can have. I, I think that's a huge part of the shoulds and the wants is is that limiting belief or, or we get tripped up on. I agree, Laura, it, it can sound like privilege. I have a visceral reaction to that word privilege. Am I too privileged to want more? I was literally talking yesterday to a young woman, much younger than all of us, who said almost exactly that. And it kind of broke my heart a little bit. This is someone who's in their teens that said, I was born into privilege. And when things go really well, I almost feel guilty. And I really want to be successful, but I feel guilty that I have success and other people don't. And I was like, oh my goodness, our world, these are young 
women coming up that feel like they're not supposed to want to do more because you know you're only supposed to be a certain thing uh, and we had we had a good little coaching session around it actually i think it's a little bit of we're told not to dream too much like what do you want to be when you grow up but also don't dream too much about that just do what you're supposed to do i think that's where the limiting belief can come from well and not to disregard anything that's happening and as women that is something that has happened quite frequently in the past. No, you have to stay home with the kids. No, you must get married, go to college and get your MRS degree. You know, that putting in the box, I'm not speaking from long experience. I had parents who were very live your life. You do you that kind of stuff. So I never was asked, why aren't you married yet? Where are our grandchildren? Not one time was that ever put on me. Looking back at all the ways from society and all of those places where people, women in particular, right now I'm speaking to are told that be girly. Don't be girly. Being girly is bad. You know, that sends a message. Don't do this, do this. And all the ways that we're told those kind of things and how that becomes almost generational guilt from how it builds up. And we've kind of reached a breaking point. It sounds like a little bit where we're ready to acknowledge that that's happening, but we're not sure yet how to move through it. I think this is really, I think this is touching on something deeper here, because I think in the last year, we have a lot of us, myself included, have really started to understand what sort of privilege I actually have, and I didn't know I had. And at the same time, as I'm understanding that, I can also see, like you mentioned, the generational and historical movement to keep women down to keep women as second class citizens. It's almost like a double-edged sword, right? Like, oh, I, as a cis white woman, I have quite a bit of privilege that I didn't recognize I had. And also, I can also see that I've been put in a box and have been for eons and probably in the current world we live in will continue to be. I think there's some warring conflicts internally and parts of me, one part feels guilty to your point and and another part has a lot of fear around it. And a lot of it was weird, this, this is the way I was brought up. It's interesting to be able to examine these questions. And I I am curious what our listeners, you know, what did that question set off for you guys? Was there kind of this visceral, my God, what do you mean? What do I want? What does it matter what I want? It's just the day-to-day life I'm living. It's the, the gilded cage is still a cage, but once you're free, how do you serve other people who are still in whatever confines that they're in? Because there are cages that have people impaled with spikes if they try to move. And it's much worse than where you are. And how can you support them as you find your freedom within what you're doing? And it is a privilege to say, yeah, my cage is shiny and now I'm free. Do you run for the hills and celebrate that and do your thing? Or do you say, look around and say, look at all these people who are trapped. How can I help them get free and use their voice and live the life that they want to live? Amen. I feel like you have to know you're in a gilded cage. Well, that's the work and it's ongoing work. It's not just now I recognize I'm in the gilded cage and now I'm done with the work. It's ongoing work for the rest of our lives to constantly recognize where we do have privilege in the world. Yes, as women, we are in that gilded cage and we have to, we do have as all of us, as I believe we're all cis women, we all have the ability to live in both worlds. We recognize, we have that opportunity to recognize our privilege and we have a huge opportunity to go around as Nikki was just saying and say, hey, let me, it's not the savior. Like we're not saving them. We're not releasing anybody, but we're, we're saying this is a cage that needs to be heard. 
We have to find the keys. We have to help them unlock the doors. We have to support them as they get free. Yeah, exactly. And create space for that. I think it's interesting that what I'm hearing is we're stuck in this place. It's when we recognize privilege, we're like, should I be here? What did I do to earn this privilege? And then not want more because of what we already have. And then at the same time, it's, oh, well, I have privilege. Should I be giving it up because I have it. And so we get stuck in this want between more and less. We're, we're stuck in this place. So interesting. As you were saying that, Louise, I felt a deep difference between want and desire. And I feel if there's something I want, I will figure out how to bring it into my life on some level. Those things that I desire and I'm craving, I recognize as not being necessarily something that I want, but that I feel will fix something I feel guilty about or fix something that I feel is a limiting belief. That place of desire versus want. Want just feels a little bit like want and desire feels a little bit more needy to me. And it was really interesting that I, I, that I, I had that differentiation as you were talking. It's interesting because for me, want feels more active and doing and desire feels more like it will serve me in some way and could be construed as, as selfish because it's, you know, I desire sitting by a warm fire, reading a book while it's snowing outside. That's not going to do anything for anybody else, but it's really going to serve that warm, snuggly place in me. I want to make the world a better place. I want to help people act after they've figured their way out of their cage. I want to help people figure out how to serve other people who are trapped in some way. That's a want. That's an active like, let's go do it because there are people in this world who can use that support. And that's like a driver. But the desire is more like that internal. Hmm. That's interesting. That's not how I had those two words in my head. So I just, you know, I love language. I know, (laughs) right? Semantically, I want, I want to teach the world that they have parts so that they can learn to manage those parts and be better in life. Okay, that's my big want. When I desire something, I feel that more internally and it it feels more visceral for some whatever reason, but it doesn't necessarily feel more self-centered or self, it's just for me. So that's interesting. I love language. Well, and I think it also comes from my human design, where desire is something that is a red flag for me, for me to have an understanding of it's, there's a longing and that longing is not necessarily something healthy for me to move towards. I think that's another part of language because longing to me describes what you're talking about in human design, but desire is different. But I know the languaging around that is different. So it's that interpretation of what it is for you. On that note, listeners, now it's your turn. Find us all the places at the Best Parts Podcast and let us know what are you not doing yet and what's your plan to engage with your want to do list. As always, we see you, we love you. And until next time, remember, all the parts are the best parts. Bye for now. Pink, call me. (laughs) Thank you for listening to another episode of the Best Parts Podcast. If you like what you heard today, we would love it if you would share this podcast on social media or with anyone you think would enjoy it. After all, sharing is caring. And be sure to leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts as it helps others find us. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us on Instagram at The Best Parts Podcast or visit our website at thebestpartspodcast.com. Thanks for listening. And until next time, Remember that all the parts are the best parts.